0: Love, talk, radio. Welcome back, you health renaissance people. Okay, today I've got a really talented friend. His name's Ilan uh, Kosh. He's direct from Israel, but he is a master of um, in, uh, this new method to identify. It's literally transformative psychotherapy and internal family systems. And here he is. Here is Elon. Hello fellow humans, this is Ilan Koch and in this transmission I'm going to give you a brief explanation of how your emotional system works with an experimental uh, example to help you identify and get to know your own system. So, let's start with the basic premise. We humans are a social and tribal species. That means we are fully dependent on our caregivers. And so, because our body is intelligent, our emotions are intelligent, we have developed certain strategies or coping mechanisms or adaptations in order to adapt to the surrounding we are born in. Let me give you an example. Let's say I'm in a family where being artistic is not validated. So the artistic side of me, it will not be welcome in the company that I'm in. So the body, the mind, will adapt accordingly. Another example is, and I'll give you for my life. So imagine me being a five-year-old, and I'm sitting in a restaurant with my mom. Because I was born with confidence, I'm seeing a band. I'm seeing a stage. So in my mind, I'm already imagining how it would look like when the band goes to the stage and I can already hear them dancing and singing and I'm getting excitement. And the five-year-old version of me starts singing and dancing in the chair. And then at that moment, my mom, because of her own history, she gets triggered by it because she has a certain concept of what is acceptable and not acceptable in society, especially where she lived in. So at that moment, her trigger is coming out on me and she immediately shushes me. So at that moment, something miraculous happens. A coping mechanism that is called fragmentation or slipping is coming into action. What's happening in my five-year-old brain is I'm looking at my mom and she is my primary caregiver and my brain knows that if I will not behave in a way that is accustomed to her, she could abandon me and that means that I'll die. And because physically we can't cut ourselves, our psyche cuts itself so you could imagine our consciousness like a river that is flowing. And at that moment of splitting or fragmentation or exiling, the side of me that is uh, that loves to be out there and sing and dance and be free, it's not valid. It's not welcomed anymore. Not only that, it's an extreme danger for me as a kid to keep behaving this way. So that side of me would go into exile. And this is a trauma. This is emotional trauma. So emotional trauma in a sentence is... And emotional distress without resolve. And it's very interesting how nowadays, when people think about trauma, comes big stuff like murder, like rape, things like that. But oftentimes, traumas are not only the things that have been done to us, but oftentimes the things that have not been done to us. So for example, for a kid, um, to draw some painting and then go to his parent and show him the painting... The, the parent, without even being aware of it, could just not even hear the kid, but the kid might interpret it, oh, I'm not being listened to, he's ignoring me, that might mean that I'm not worthy of his attention. So bam, that's another, another trauma. And as humans, all of us experience trauma, and it's virtually impossible. It doesn't matter how enlightened or emotional aware a parent is, he will trauma as a kid because that's a part of the human consciousness at the moment. So at that moment of trauma, that part of me that is the free kid, the dancer, the, the singer, he's not welcomed, and he gets stuck in time at that moment of trauma in the emotional distress that is not resolved. In the moment of trauma, that kid also accumulates burdens, which would be extreme emotions and beliefs. Emotions like loneliness, emptiness, hopelessness, worthlessness, shame, guilt, and so on, and beliefs like I'm a loser, I'm ugly, I'm not worthy of love, uh, nobody will ever love me, I'm a monster, that's a big one of mine. So that exile, in other words, gets stuck in hell in his 21st seven. And then comes up what we call what we call a protector, a manager. And that would be, I'm Elon the good kid. I'm listening to my parents. I'm not making any trouble. I'm very logical. That side of me, the answer, no, no, this is not me. This is not welcome. So I'm going to pretend that I'm this certain person in order to survive. One of the most famous... What we call managers, a protective part, is an inner critic, and everybody has that. The role of the managers are to control our lives, and these are the parts in us that has led us to the places uh, we are at the moment. Uh, They are the ones that take us to work. They are the ones that are more mature often, more logical. And what's super interesting about these managers and all the parts, most of them, they do not know our real age. So, for example, I could have an inner critic that is judging me or what he thinks is me, and what he thinks is that I'm still the kid that is five-year-old. And so, this is when oftentimes people can see other people behaving irrationally. Or you could look at someone and then say, it doesn't make sense what he does or says. And when that happens, that means that there is something irrational that is going on. So when I'm so this is a tool for you. When I'm looking at a person and I'm noticing that he or her is acting an irrational way, immediately I'm thinking in my head, Okay, there is a certain trigger that is activated. What is going on there? So then I would put myself into more of a perspective of curiosity, and seeking to understand than to be understood. So these are two parts of a system, and now for the last part, which we call Firefighters. So the goals of the the managers are to, to be preemptive and to create a world where ideally the exiles will not get triggered and their pain will not come to the surface or the conscious mind. But the universe has its ways to trigger us despite of the manager's best efforts, and then the firefighters kick in. Their job is to distract from the fire that is coming from the exile. So, for example, let's look at bulimia. So let's say a female, very young, let's say she's like eight. And she's growing up in a family where she feels out of stress. She feels that there is no stable place to be in. She gets judged by her parents. And that brings up a lot of emotional pain. So the way she copes with it is to eat. So she eats food in order to synthesize herself from the pain. But the problem is, she could get fat. But then comes the vicious loop, where there is a manager that is looking at the mirror and telling her, what is going on, you're becoming fat. So then, that manager could puke, in order to not get fat. But then, because of the criticism, the exile is getting triggered, and she feels more shame and more guilt, and then the fear of firefighters can kick, kicks in, and so there's this vicious cycle. And the question is, how do you get out of this cycle? So most um, therapeutic approaches, they come from a pathologizing approach, where they will say, this is a disease, you need to take pills, uh, you're mentally, emotionally unstable. What they're actually doing, they're looking at symptoms or adaptations of the system. So what an IFS practitioner would do is to get curious about the experience of the different parts in her system. And then what will come into awareness that there are no bad parts. And this is um, a very big principle in IFS. What we found is all the parts, eventually, they have a, a positive agenda. Unfortunately, oftentimes it's hidden. So the firefighters, let's say the, the eating food doesn't work. So there will be a hierarchy of them. So if eating doesn't work, then maybe she'll try to escape to something else, could be, and let, let's say she's older, let's say, not nine, let's say she's like 20. She could escape to alcohol, dra- drugs, sex, maybe work, maybe cleaning, all kinds of actions in order to distract her from the pain. If that doesn't work, then we go to the next stage. That will be self-mutilation. So for example, I remember myself being probably like 12, and my life was pretty miserable back then. And I had a constant firefighter, which was computer games. So for those of you who are parents, and you have your kid constantly playing computer games, this is a way of your kid to adapt to a certain certain situation or emotions that he's feeling. Because in a natural state, instead of the kid uh, being hypnotized by the computer games, the kid will have natural curiosity and creativity and wanting to express his potential or at least get curious about the world. So when I was like 12 and computer games for me was the greatest escape there is, my parents gave me a punishment and they took away the computer. When that happened to me as a kid, to me it felt like I'm going to die because I didn't have anything to distract me from the emotional pain that I'm going through. So I remember a part of me taking over my body, telling me, fuck, it's all my fault, I I shouldn't have done this thing They didn't tell me to do. And I literally banged my head on the closet, punishing myself. So that was a firefighter trying to escape the emotional pain that I'm experiencing by giving me physical pain. And the the firefighter that is last the hierarchy will be suicide. Basically, that firefighter and all of them has a positive agenda he says something like this. I'm looking at the system and from the firefighter's perspective, will never end. This is one. And not only that, he feels totally alone in the pain. So it's a state of total hopelessness. And because the part has a positive agenda, he will use whatever means necessary in order to end the suffering. So in IFS, the When we encounter suicidal parts, we do not come in a way of trying to um, influence them in any way of, no, you shouldn't do this because this of that, life is beautiful, all those kind of stuff. Because doing that will only aggravate the situation and will make the firefighter feel that nobody sees him and nobody understands him. So what we would do, we would create intimate connection with this part and let him know but first of all, whatever he thinks and feels is valid. After that will happen, the firefighter will finally notice someone that is not trying to make him change. And then this will open the door for the certain part to express how hard his reality is, or its reality is. This will open the door towards the part opening up to a different solution or strategy that is currently want to tick. so this would be the three parts of IFS every emotion sensation thought that you're having is coming either from an exile a manager or from a firefighter but now for the biggest breakthrough of this approach and this is the concept of self so the founder of the IFS he founded IFS approximately around 35 years ago, and he is and was a family therapist. And what he, no- he worked with the toughest clients you could ever imagine. Usually, those are are in jail, rapists, murderers, and so on. And he noticed that his clients are talking to him with certain with this language of parts, and then Dick, uh, says that in his head. First of all, he was thinking, oh, my God, their situation is way worse than I've ever imagined. But then when he got a look at his own system, at himself, he says, oh, my God, but I have them too. I also enjoy binging food, and I also have this inner critic, and so on. So then a a moment of breakthrough came in. Dick came in to a moment of curiosity. And then just like in family therapy, if you would see that um, there is one person that is not opening up as he can or she can, Dick, the family therapist would look at other uh, people in the room, let's say the parents, and check if one of them might be siding with the kid. And if this is the case, then Dick would ask one of the parents or both of them to step outside of the room so the therapist could talk with the kid. So then Dick had this moment of breakthrough when he was like, wait, what if it also happens in the inner system? And to his surprise, man, it did. And people switched super fast from a place of hating a part of them into at least getting curious about it. And then Dick would ask them, well, who is that that I'm talking with now? And then, or, or which part is it that I'm talking with? And they would say, oh, it's not a part, just myself. And that same person would come up in different people, different clients' And that completely contradicted the attachment the attachment theory because attachment theory says in order for them to be in a compassionate or curious place, they have to have a, a caregiver that will teach them that. But then Dick found out that these kind of people didn't have this safe attachment figure, but they're still acting like as if they had. So then Dick come to the, to the understanding of what he called the self. And this is what a lot of spiritual perspective would literally referred to as being enlightened. It's this innate wisdom that we all have. It's a birthright, and it's this energy or perspective in us that is full of curiosity, compassion, and has the wisdom to heal the system. So in IFS, the the goal of the therapy would be, one of them would be, for the therapist, and in our training, we go through some exercises in order to get to know our own self and how to flush it out so we could help the clients get to know their own self so they could help their own parts. So they literally become their own attachment figures. So now would be a good time for you to get to know your parts. So what I would invite you to do is to sit comfortably You can also try doing standing if you're washing the dishes. And take a few breaths. You might also want to close your eyes because it might help you connect even deeply to what's going on inside of you. So as you're taking this few breaths, notice inside What is going on? You might hear voices. You might feel some physical sensations in your body, maybe a tightness in the chest or heaviness in the head. Or you might feel your heart is closed. And as you notice that, I want to send an invitation that in this short exercise the intention would be to get um, an experiential understanding of how, how parts manifest in the body. So now you could imagine a person that's really triggering you could be a family member, could be a celebrity, could be any person or a figure. And when you have them or him or her in your mind's eye, I want you to put them in a room, in a room with windows, where you could look at that person or a figure Without interacting with her or her or him person is in the room. I want you to notice what is coming up inside of you towards that figure. You might notice that there's a part of you that might be afraid of it, or maybe wants to judge it, or maybe hates it, or anything. And as you notice those voices, those sensations, those parts, let them know that you are here with them. And if you can find a place of understanding towards them, let them know that. And if not, That's also okay. Ask your parts if they're okay with you getting a little bit curious about the figure in the room, only to to just understand its perspective better. If you notice resistance from the parts, tell them that nothing has to happen, and that you can stay with them, and getting to know them better. At the same time, if you notice that you have at least some curiosity towards a figure in the room, Extend of curiosity towards that figure. And notice how the figure responds. You can ask the figure how old it thinks you are. And don't think about the answer, just allow it to come from that figure. get an answer that is different from your real age, and if it feels right you could update that figure about your real age. Notice how the person or figure responds to that. We also ask the person or figure in the room what is it afraid that might happen if it would not behave the way it behaves And as you get the answer, if you find some understanding towards it, say no, and if not, that's also okay. You could also ask the figure, what does it want for you? If it feels right, you can thank the figure in the room. And the parts that allowed you access to the figure in the room. And every emotion, feeling and sensation that came up. Them too for expressing themselves and slowly come back to the present moment. So, this was a brief explanation about internal family systems and a very small experiential understanding of how it feels like. Another great resource will be TILS-1. TILS-1 and internal family systems complement each other in a beautiful way. And you could look at the ifsinstitute.com or elan koch i l a n k o c h dot com and i hope you have an amazing